swords and candle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ores. a grand theft of elk scrolls simon's quest the tone earl rock shoes to every clue keeps the exit gaming news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control nations Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. y'all. This is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, look for Control Issues, no dash. And make sure you find it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, download it. We see that the the audience is still going strong. We thank you guys through these tough times. We need y'all just as much as y'all need us. Uh, Also go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure got a got a slurry of them in there at the moment so you might want to get on some of that um also you can go to twitter because we haven't been banned from it yet my control issues is the handle amc how you living living well hey dub it's uh as we as we say it's always an eventful week and uh what what a week this was, um, gaming gaming wise and world wise. Uh, I felt like I needed to hit up that that Wu Tang financial consulting group. Seriously, <laughs> at the end of this week, <laughs> you gotta diversify your bonds. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was a crazy week. Um, I was listening, I was like, I saw some like Marissa was showing me something on Instagram, um, and it was like very beginning of the pandemic. Learn how to make bread. A couple months in, protesting like what is it, protesting minority violence. Yes. A couple a couple weeks in, another couple months away, seeing an insurrection at the Capitol. A couple weeks later, taking down Wall Street. <laughs> like, it's just like it's so crazy, man. You know, now that you put it, now that you put it in that light, it reminds me of a thought that I've that I've shared with people before you know, before all these things happen, but just that the only reason you really don't see a lot more action from the masses and regular people rising up against the systems that we all know and understand is holding us back, holding us down and just utterly grinding progress to a halt. Like we know all that, but before this lockdown and everything, people had shit to lose and they had they just didn't have time. Like you have your jobs, you get your checks, you can pay your rent and your bills and buy your video games, your little snacks and, you know, get some sleep, go work out, pay for the gym, go to the movies, paying for that, get your subscriptions, your Netflix. Like life was just comfortable, but you had to, you had to use your free time making money in order to maintain it. Now that people are just at home and don't have shit to do now, it's like, it's like when you, when you finally get a few days of vacation mm-hmm. and you sit at home, it's, you, you start looking around your immediate surroundings for things to engage yourself with. So it's like, well, that's a little dusty. And that shouldn't be there. 
hey, let's go straighten that up. Like now we're looking around America and it's like, uh, fuck the Capitol. If you go down with police violence, it's like, oh, wait a minute. If you just get enough people to invest in this way, you could take down a hedge fund. <laughs> when you give people the internet and time, <laughs> like, shit is just gonna happen all the time yeah and it, it goes sideways because it's like what was it like a couple months ago it was like you give people internet in time and they find tiger king <laughs> and then <laughs> you give them a year of internet in time and they're figuring out how to take down the the institutions that have been horribly running this country <laughs> yeah and they uh, make progress <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. kind of awesome if it, it if it weren't for the chaos <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's part of it i guess but yeah i know what you mean <laughs> but maybe we've gotten so accustomed to just incremental progress and you know no progress at some points that when things really start happening it's like whoa wait a minute <laughs> is it is it supposed to look like that like is, it, is yeah. this how it's supposed to happen <laughs> Yeah, people didn't know how to react to this week. Like it was, I saw, I saw so many different reactions, and like somewhere I'm just like shaking my head, and then like somewhere it's like, yeah, this is kind of crazy if you think about it. It's incredible. Yeah, like the like the people who were, the people who were looking at it, and they're like, I look at these amateurs and like thinking mm-hmm. that they can just get into stocks and whatnot, and then you see like what they're doing and it's like oh wait, wait a second. are they still amateurs at this point like i yeah. get like maybe they're new to the game but it seems like they're very aware of what they're doing <laughs> yeah the big thing that i heard in that vein was yeah just and, and the prices are gonna come tumbling down just wait for it yeah. it's like well they've been kind of steady <laughs> and they're going up <laughs> like a lot of people have a lot more money than before right now. yeah and if not, definitely companies went bankrupt. There was definitely damage done that um, whatever, the people who were set out on a mission, some of it was mission accomplished. So you, you can say if, if anything, maybe people, people who got in late maybe lost some money, but the people who were setting up the con for the long to take down the hedge fund, they, they, got, their, they got what they needed to get done done. <laughs> In case you at home are a little <laughs> miffed by what we're discussing, we're going over the whole the whole GameStop, Reddit, Wall Street bets yeah. fiasco that went Robin Hood, they bitch asses, a whole shit that went down this past week. And just to relate that to gaming a little more closely, it's it's a bit similar as when, like, say a Fall Guys or a Rocket League. Or, you know, games like that where they don't immediately have a mass appeal. Uh, when they start charging for those games, it's like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm going to skip that. I'm going to wait. But then they flip and like, you know what? It's going to be free on PS Plus. Then it goes on PS Plus. Everybody plays it. And they're like, wait a minute. This is great. And then suddenly more people get in and it's just this snowball of activity and popularity. So I feel like with this whole stock thing that went on now there are so many people in that game that more stuff is just going to happen and there's just going to be more people engaged with that aspect of the economy yeah it's uh it's Fortnite. like you get PUBG and it's popular 
and everybody's like what is this new battle royale thing and then it's like it's it's getting acknowledged it has its like base but then you see fortnite and the PUBG people are like oh what is this like kitty version of a battle royale game and it just picks up steam and then like the momentum just takes over and the next thing you know people are like do we need more battle royale games why are there so many and it's just like <laughs> that success of like fortnite like suddenly leads to like the industry taking note and having to adapt and people then recognizing like this thing that was seen as an outsider is now influencing the entire industry <laughs> it's awesome i love it yeah speaking of video games a dub what have you been playing well now that i'm a little more settled into my digs i've been just digging my way through risk of rain too so still playing as the commando got tons of videos up on twitch.tv slash control issues pod. The latest development is that I, my understanding of the game is great enough now to where I'm consistently getting to like the final two levels. So if I don't get to the second to last level, I'll get to the last level. And if I get to the last level, I'll get to the, the last phase of the boss fight, but still haven't beaten it. So I'm just stuck in that little region. Need to broaden my understanding of the game even more and just stop making mistakes basically yeah i've i've seen the difficulty slider max out it's just the game laughing at you just, <laughs> and it just goes on forever so but i'm used to dealing with enemies at that level i understand the layout of the levels enough to know how to carve one one path that hits all the hot spots so I can get all the boxes, all the vendors, all the drones, and make sure that I'm really buffing my character as much as humanly possible before I get into those latter stages. So it's been going well. I've seen the final boss multiple times now, the homie Mithrix with his giant hammer. <laughs> and yeah, man, it's, it's something else. It's a fight that kind of takes away some of the things that you've grown accustomed to having, like your your turrets, they can't move. They're stuck at the beginning, so you're not going to have them in the final battle. Your flying drones are about the only things that go with you, and the level is so big that they're very far away from the center of the battle, so you can lead the enemy to the close spots and get some, get some shots in, but the enemy also starts taking down your drones, which is unbelievable so yeah man it's just mano a mano and i've had builds where i've been able to be confident enough to steadily take down those hit points but the problem with the whole scenario is that i think i had my best builds in my earliest runs therefore i didn't know enough about the boss encounter to be able to to behave appropriately and make sure I secure that W. But it's coming. I think in the next two or three attempts, I'll put Mythrix down, and then I can finally say I completed a run-through of that game. I can start playing as different characters, start unlocking their their different equipment in their slots, and, yeah, man, move back to Divinity 2, take that down, and then the sky's the limit. But AMC, what have you been playing? Playing two games this week. Uh, the first one, Fire Emblem, um, still kicking ass. I did a side, a side mission, did some side content. I would say the cool thing about that is at the end of the side content, um, I had to choose a player to do a certain task um, based on, and 
the influence of the character that I needed to choose um, was based around their charisma. So the more charisma they had, the better chance they had of completing the activity. And um, so then chose interviewed all my characters, went with the best one that I felt in mind, that character ended up completing the task. And next thing you know, I end up getting a new class as an option for that character, which was really cool because in the game, um, you get, there are exams that you take and there are different levels of, um, there are different levels of difficulty for the exams. And based on that, um, you get access to certain classes. Um, I believe there's like four or five total uh, levels, the final being master. And, um, and each one has a preset of certain classes that you can choose from based on the skills that you decided to focus on with each character. And so um, when I first like, started playing the game, I initially looked at all the classes that I wanted to be working towards to know which skills I wanted to be building up in each character. But knowing that they also have, I guess, hidden classes within the game based on some of the side quests and activities that happen in the monastery opens up a whole new layer of um, possibility with the options that I can choose as far as the different builds for the characters, which is a pretty cool um, surprise, I'll say, for this game. Uh, other than that, been playing some Ori in the Blind Forest. Hot back into that because we've been getting, um, I guess, more content updates with the, uh, with was it the the Super Mario Brothers 3D World that's going to be ported over to the Switch and the Bowser's Fury that's coming out in February. So it was time that Marissa and I hopped into or hopped back into Ori in the Blind Forest. So we jumped in, played a little of that, got a new skill. It's called Bash. It's a pretty dope skill. It uh. One that I haven't really seen in a lot of Metroidvanias, uh, it's if a projectile is coming at you or an enemy is coming at you, you hit um, the X button and you can then, I guess, choose where what direction you want to um, use the enemy to then jump off of and carry your momentum like at a rapid pace. So it's uh, basically if an, a projectile comes at you, you can jump, hit X, and then they give you an arrow point the direction and then you end up launching off of that in the direction that the arrow is facing Whoa, and damn. then a side benefit of that move is the projectile then goes in the opposite direction that you decide to blast off from so basically you can hit a projectile in the air point away from the, the projectile and then send it right back at the enemy and take out the enemy so it just adds to your arsenal while also adding to your the possibility of what you can do with platforming in the game, which there is a whole level right after getting that where you're in a chase scene with like basically a tidal wave of water coming after you and you're just platforming using that bash attack from enemy to enemy as you're trying to stay away from the water. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool how they've decided to work platforming into your into like attacks and I guess defensive maneuvers that you can perform in the game. Uh, so that game ends up continuing to still be the shit. I can't wait to beat that so that I can be play Super Mario Brothers 3D World and then eventually play some of that Ori and the Will of the Wisp, which is getting ported also over to the Nintendo Switch. Damn. But a dub, let's get into the topics of the week. Hot topics of the week. You, you want to lead off a dub? You got you got a good story. I feel like uh, I'm leading off with some bad news. Oh, what, what do you got? <laughs> a little, just a little, a little downpour. On your sunny day, just a little little sprinkle. Returnal delayed to April 2021. So not that bad. It's just a month, probably not even a solid month, or maybe a little over a solid month. Who knows? But yeah, Returnal, they're taking some extra time. 
polish some things up. In their words, this is in order to give the team extra time to continue to polish the game to the level of quality players expect from Housemark. So, yeah, this is – it's sad, but whatever. I want to see it. I want to see it at its best. I want to see it performing at its highest. I can't wait. AMC, how does your heart weep for this news? I mean, yeah, it's it's sad. Uh, it's not a huge delay. And also, I mean, after everything we've seen with Cyberpunk, just don't release your games <laughs> until they're playable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, take take all the time you need because that's all that really matters is how that game is the the perception of that game the experience of that game day one and the days after are very important and um yeah i think you need to come out with a game that especially we haven't really seen anything from housemark in a while so I w- i'm hoping that they come right out the gate especially to, to kick off the playstation 5 right with uh this game so i say take your time and get that game as good as possible and speaking of perception just to clear up any misconceptions in anyone's perspective here yes ign notes this new game is a roguelike third person shooter that sees you play as Astra Space Scout Celine as she is stuck in a constant loop of resurrection. Housemark has also noted that Returnal will offer fast, low times and haptic feedback that will let players feel the natural ambiance of this alien planet as the controller mimics its environmental effects. That sounds very interesting. So yeah, I know people who rogue like, <laughs> just not gonna play it at all <laughs> just because of that. Uh, so, you know, can't say that you weren't warned. A dub, 100% excited. Risk of Rain 2. Also a third person shooting roguelike sci fi. So this is right up there. However, Returnal looks more like Dead Space. And that's exactly what I'm looking for in a game these days. So yeah, moving on to the next topic of the week. Top topic, topic of, of the, the week. week. What you got? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, let's go with the. Uh, 007 project detail updates um yes let's see we're gonna pull right here speaking with the danish broadcasting corporation the studio's director hakan abrak said that we have been allowed to make our own digital bond which will not lean on a bond actor mm-hmm. um so in case you're unaware um a lot of the bond games in the past have been you know they've used the likeness or use the actual actor as the character from the movie. So Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan. Um, I'm not sure if we've gotten any. Roger Moore. That. Yeah. Have we gotten Sean Connery in, in a Bond game? I don't know. I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> it should happen though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this one will be a completely new original Bond. Uh, let's, let's, uh, a couple more details. Brock goes on to say that the studio's take on Bond will be a completely original story, adding to last year's announcement of Project 007 when the team said that its game would be a prequel, putting players in control of a much younger Bond than the film fans might be used to. So um, we get street urchin bond. Yeah, we get street. We get we get young bond. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see. Yeah, um, new bond. There was that whole you know kerfuffle or whatever around uh, the Avengers game and people being like, "Oh, it doesn't look like Robert Downey Jr. and and all my all my homies that I'm used to seeing in the movie in the cinematic universe." Um, whereas we also brought up how Spider Man doesn't necessarily well. 
until the most recent well, update that's going to be Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like the original Spider-Man and the before you know remaster looked like just a generic ass dude and people didn't have a problem with it where do you where do you stand on all this as far as the whole james bond needing to look like in a new person or not well since you brought up avengers it immediately makes me realize that this news is likely to get out ahead of people forming unrealistic expectations about it being a film bond yeah it's like yeah it's not going to be that so they're not going to get that square enix hate and i believe wouldn't uh this is IOI Interactive, right? Yes. Or IO Interactive. IO Interactive. Right. Yeah, IOI, yeah. So, <laughs> and yeah, so they were very close with Square until they brought their bought their freedom. So I imagine they can look at Square News and be like, oh, I know that how that is affecting that game. I know how that's affecting that company. Let's not make the same mistake. Yeah. Um, also, you would think to... Uh, not so do you think they come out and surprise us you know there's been all this this back and forth with uh not my not my bond as far as you know getting an idris elba or a, or a black bond what, what are the chances they come out with a young black bond <laughs> i would like a young asian bond <laughs> hey i'll take it <laughs> that would be that would be awesome <laughs> yeah. and le- unless they give me like michael jai white bond yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just buff his shit. <laughs> buff his shit, kicking everybody's ass for no fucking reason. <laughs> 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 I'm just, just putting that on the tape. Yeah. Um oh, you know, man. here's here's some further oh yeah, what are you gonna say? Well I'm I'm pumped, man. I wanna see it, especially with the warm reception that uh, Hitman three has received. I believe uh some reviews calling it like the best hitman this we made or just like the best hitman hitman like you know how it is with the spirit and the content of the game so yeah. i'm hearing a lot of good stuff about it. it i'm getting interested in it i haven't played a hit i haven't played a hitman since i want to say blood money i don't remember which one i had on ps3 it should be in the car yeah uh yeah actually here i got some details uh so what I was going to also add, so this is fresh off of, you know, some of the positivity Hitman's been getting. So this comes from Screen Rant. Sales of IO Interactive's Hitman 3 have already recouped the game's development costs. According mm. to CEO Hakan Brock, the stealth espionage title launched only last week. So in a week, it's already recouped its development costs. Hitman 3 was also the first game that IO Interactive has, as you mentioned, has independently published after performing a management buyout and becoming an independent studio in 2017. Also, Hitman 3 has taken number one in the UK box charts with se- with launch sales up 70% over its predecessor. So, yeah, um, the Hitman trilogy, by all accounts, it's been loved by its uh, community and seems to only be getting bigger and why not if you're while you're on the heels of the success of your current game start talking about your next game which is kind of in line with that that espionage style of gameplay that you would expect from hitman then translating over into bond um yeah this this seems to be a match made in heaven mm-hmm. i wonder if they're going to try to take on driving and like gadgets Oh yeah, I get like the uh, the Bond mobile. You can uh, you can shoot out rockets from the from the front. first car. Ooh, it's like the Batmobile, <laughs> and then that whole. So they'll probably avoid that. <laughs> <laughs>
And, it, and the thing is, like, people don't really see this kind of stuff for what it is when it's happening right in front of them. It's, so then when a game doesn't have something or when a developer says something like, at a certain time, people don't get that it's because people freak the hell out. And now we can't get mm-hmm. the can't get the full vision. We got to get the what doesn't piss people off too much vision. Yeah, I think that actually kind of coincides with one of your stories that you got a dub as far as a game that recently got a release date announcement. Release date announcement, topic of the week. Top, top, topic, topic of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so after a very long, very chilling silence, we finally gotten word from the developers of Biomutant letting us know when this game is going to be in our hands. So you don't have to wait too long. I think it's coming around in May. And they broke their silence to say the reason that they've been quiet for so long is that, number one, it's a pretty big game. Not uh, not the biggest of the open world games, but open world games are still in themselves big. Further, they're trying to polish it up. They want to have a smooth launch. And they also want to avoid crunch. And this yeah. is important. Yes. <laughs> and this is important because... What you also have to keep in mind is that their team is only 20 people. <laughs> yes. So they're hard at work. They're trying to make the best game they can. They're trying to avoid uncomfortable development circumstances. And they're just, they're having a blast. I mean, every time you see Biomutant, the visuals are more polished. It moves better. Like it just, every time you see it, it looks better. So obviously the work is going a long way take your time do it right you can do it amc how do you feel about biomutant finally getting a release date this around this time in may um yeah um i'm happy i'm i'm glad that they did exactly what they explained which as far as uh, just going radio silent and not having these constant content updates but without a release date coming um there are going to be those people who are like, what happened to this game? I, it's uh, it's vaporware. It's never coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but like, you're not making the game for those people. You're making it for the people who are excited to get it when it comes out. And yeah, so you want to avoid crunch. Basically, right now, the blueprint as far as what not to do is front and center for all the developers. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're all taking note. And it's like, yeah, like let's just... W- like screw the deadlines when this game is ready to be out we'll release it and it's not on some we need to be perfectionists when it comes to like just every detail in the game it's just more of we want to we want to be able to stand behind our product when it goes out to the public so that we can then defend it when people try to take it down and so yeah i think that they're doing the right thing and hopefully there won't be any delays but if there are i i say delay 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 until the game is as good as possible and yeah i think um for especially for a small studio it's all about the uh the launch because people will write them off like how they tried to do with hello games like mm-hmm. how, how they tried to do with ea how they tried to do with, you know? <laughs> um and yeah so wow. i think i think they're handling this correctly yeah i mean they're doing a good job i ain't tripping you know it's it also echoes back to the point of people don't realize when things are being done and said right in front of them because we got a shining example 
of how consumers react to stuff with cyberpunk launching. So now you have these developers saying that they're, they're trying to avoid crunch. They're a small team. They're trying to make sure the game is polished. So they know people are, that's, those are the first questions. Like for the longest time, I remember when the first question out of everyone's mouth was, oh, does, does it have microtransactions? <laughs> <laughs> Every article, does it have microtransactions? And it's, it's kind of amazing how long it's been since that was the first question or the concern on, on the top of people's minds. It also just goes to show you that we still get single player games with no microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, so somewhat in line you know, with this topic, and this one isn't a topic of the week, but um, I believe it was 343 or whoever's developing uh, Halo Infinite. Um, they just like announced that they're going to start like. Um, you know, kind of releasing some content uh, for, for at least content updates for the game. Um, but people were saying, like, how come they haven't been up until this point when the game got delayed? It's everywhere. Yeah. And kind of what you were saying with Biomutant, it's the reason why they don't do it is gamers have this running tally of anything that you say about the game um, because if anything changes or if you decide to change anything, well, it's, well now you're taking away the value or you're, you're coming, you're breaking your promises. And, mm-hmm. and now the game there, there, I have questions and I have concerns. So yeah, that's, that's why they're so guarded about this content that they put out there because you can't really say anything until you know, it's set in stone going to be in the game or it just creates, it just seems like you don't know what you're doing, at least according to the, from the public, perspective now somebody online that i speak to made a a very strong point and they were like this is why more developers need to go the bethesda route so say what you want about bethesda say what you want about fallout 76 when todd howard takes that stage and announces a new fallout or a new elder scrolls he gives you a release date that's not too far away like six months to a year and there are no delays the game hits that release date and the game is in increasingly better shape as they release more new games. They're also, because it's so late in the development cycle, they're also able to show you videos that are representative of final gameplay. They're able to tell you about features and systems that will definitely be in the game, and they're able to answer all the questions with certainty. So they can get away with that more than other developers because their brand is just so huge that as soon as it, as soon as it's confirmed to exist and people see it, it's just all over the place. Whereas maybe a game like Biomutant can't pull off like a six month release window, but they could definitely pull off a year and then just have, just have your ducks in a row. Because when you make these announcements so far in advance, and then you're doing a hype train that's several years long, it's, it's just too much volatility and uncertainty in that, that, and like you said, people start to hold on to old things you said when the situation was one way, but when the situation changes, they want the first situation to stay the way it is rather than moving and shaking down the wave of development. So, yeah, man, uh, I'm glad they broke their silence. I'm glad they've been so silent. And now we've got ourselves a release window, release date. Now we know where they're at. Biomutant, that's that's an A-dub day one. So look forward to those videos on twitch.tv slash control issues pod when Bob comes around. But now to our next topic of the week. Top, top topic, topic of, of the week. week. 
Let's see. I got this one. Uh, A-Dub. <clears throat> so speaking of stories that have to do with games that had a rocky launch, but then found a way to turn it, turn it around years after release. This coming by way of EA in a tweet about Star Wars Battlefront 2. More than 19 million players got hashtag Star Wars Battlefront 2 from the Epic Game Store promo. Head exploding emoji. Thank you so much for the continued support, even after our final content drop, exclamation point. We'll watch your careers with great interest, exclamation point. May the force be with you, troopers. No exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) Semicolon. Yeah. um, Yeah. So, um, yeah, we see that was um, it was announced that Star Wars Battlefront Two would be free on Epic Game Store, and we see that 19 million people hopped on it. Um, I guess there's a couple of things that are somewhat relevant with this: the whole uh, EA losing its, well, eventually losing, will be losing its exclusivity deal with the Star Wars license, but and people saying basically, thank God, because EA doesn't know how to make a Star Wars game. And yet you see here 19 million people hopping on a free version of a Star Wars game made by EA. On a single platform. Yeah, on a single platform. On PC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I believe it was uh, it was free like uh, not too long ago on PS Plus as well. I'm sure people hopped yeah, on that. Yeah, a gang of people hopped on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it's one thing to be upset with maybe how ea decided to monetize a game where you can argue your points back and forth whether you mm-hmm. liked it or disliked it but to say that they don't know how to make star wars games and then they whether it's it's their studio regardless they put out fallen order which was very successful star wars which Battlefront is more 2. than likely getting the sequel yep star wars battlefront 2 which is shown to have legs we got rogue squadron that also released so i mean there's they're putting out star wars games that by all account aren't necessarily terrible they they had they had a bad launch with one game and then people took that as they can't make anything mm-hmm. um but yeah let's let's kind of put the narrative somewhat into perspective or at least like put a little reality behind it and not just all emotion yeah i mean dude, it, it's just amazing to me all the insults and all the all the complaints, just all the general negativity around Battlefront 2, and then 20 million people on yeah. one platform. <laughs> when it's free, oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And this is years after the game's been out when people should be like, oh, this is an old game. I don't care about this. Yeah, but yeah. we were led to believe it, it's unbalanced. It's, yeah. pay, it's pay to win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But they, they clearly got it right, and it's clearly a good game if more and more people are still like the game still has momentum behind it years after release. It's an artificial grind. They're trying to make you buy everything. Yeah. (laughs) Keep in mind, these are all things that are within the structure of the progression of the game. And which is the point is nobody here is discussing the gameplay in itself, which clearly seems to be good. If people still want to play the game, you're just upset about the progression in the game. You know, Whatever. We can't. We can't separate the two, can we? Congrats to EA. Congrats to Epic. That's huge. Looking yeah. forward to seeing more Star Wars. I wonder how this is going to affect what I'm anticipating will be the eventual Battlefront Three. Oh, I know. I mean, right because now, like I- if they if they have to step like since they're not the only game in town anymore, 
and it's they're going to be competing for Star Wars dollars. Are they really going to go the extra mile with something like a, a Battlefront three? And then also, are they going to restrain themselves from doing anything that might piss off consumers, like adding microtransactions <laughs> and things? Well, I mean, you, you had texted me like we were both like we had a short back and forth about the rumor when it came to the nice little Republic mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that idea of like, maybe they might want to hand it off to a different developer when it comes to, I guess, battlefront three. Um, that is a move that Disney or I guess Lucasfilm games could consider. Uh, but also at the same time, EA seems to have the foundation there for battlefront. It's just a matter of not putting in, I guess the progression or yeah, the progression that, upset so many gamers at the launch of the game you know what would be just the biggest megaton of all time yeah what would that be if this knights of the old republic that's being at least being rumored to be in development if it was being developed by the makers of greedfall why would you say wait why why greedfall just because like they with Greedfall, they almost got it. They oh, okay. almost got like <laughs> their their formula. They're obviously trying to get people. They're trying to give people these big RPGs with tons of customization, with with I guess cinematic, like kind of polished looking gameplay. So, if they somehow got a Star Wars game and it's Knights of the Old Republic, and they get it right, that would just that would be earth shattering. Yeah, I mean, we've discussed that in the past, like with uh, was it with Spider Man? Right, like you give you give a big license to a studio that's just waiting to have that that big splash of a game, but just doesn't have you know the the market like recognition that other developers have. Um, and so you give them a Star Wars game, and then you see them just like just skyrocket um, in popularity. Yeah, I could I could definitely see something like that like um, happening, especially giving it to especially a developer like that that would be. I, I would feel like they would be more concerned with putting out a great game as opposed to putting out a big game, if you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like, yeah. This is our time to shine, and we have the aid of this license, which is just going to get so many more eyes on our work. Like, We really have to we really just have to go to the next level on it. Is that the, is that the next rumor? Do you agree to fall Yeah, is spiders <laughs> about, to get, about to just drop on the map with a Death Star? <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be awesome. Uh, it would be interesting if somebody made like a, a tower defense game but set inside of the Death Star. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Like you're like you have, you're defending it from the rebels. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like so you're defending it like on their attack to try to get that vulnerability, but then they can also try to invade the Death Star and take it out from the inside. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to cover like basically all all levels of the yeah. of the uh, Death Star while yes. while you're loading up to take down a planet. <laughs> exactly. And every every level is a new planet and you can yeah. you can upgrade and make repairs as you're hyperdriving to the next planet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when is somebody going to pay us for these ideas? 
Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then yeah, you have like your heroes out there, like the the Vader and the Tie Fighter versus the Millennial exactly. Falcon. When it's getting a little thick in a particular section, you send them to the trouble spot. Yeah, oh, and like awesome. Vader, Vader gets in his Tie Fighter, it just starts taking squadrons. <laughs> or you send them through the halls, and he just wrecks a bunch of a bunch of rebel fighters. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you get to is. zoom in and watch it. <laughs> yeah, man, I watched Rogue One again, and just that scene where he shows up on the ship looking for that Death Star info. Oh yes, cutting everybody's asses to shreds. Yeah, they, get away! They get away. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man! Yeah. Yes. What else? What else you got in the next topic of the week? Top topic of, of the, the week. week. Got some celebrity news. Got some gaming news. Mm. Got some celebrity gaming news. Oh. Uh, well, it's news to me, especially that there's a Borderlands movie in the work. And what's even more news on top of that is that they've cast some of the characters, specifically your boy Roland. And your girl Lilith. Mm-hmm. Who's playing Roland, you might say? You might ask? None other than Tech. Wait a minute. Kevin yeah. Hart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I had to hit him with the fake out. AFC, how does this make you feel? Uh, I think it's awesome. Um, not a video game movie, but a video game movie. Um, Kevin Hart starred also in Jumanji. And I, I enjoyed, didn't see the second one, but I really enjoyed the first one. Um, and I feel like he has that potential to make that, to bring that success over to the Borderlands series, which is a series that I know people are, they're very fond of. They have their things that they love specifically about the franchise. But I also think that it's a franchise that you can take liberties with as far as um, casting certain characters. And I think uh, having Kevin Hart play a character like Roland, I think will work for the, for the, for the game, especially if he's front and center in that way as maybe like a team leader, um, a tough guy, but not really a tough guy who knows how, what his take will be on that character. Now, Uh, you know, I'm glad you said that because the kind of role that I've been waiting to see Kevin Hart in is one where he's competent and capable. He normally plays these roles where like he's, he's got something going on, but there's like insecurity, like just uncertainty and, Oh, I'm a little guy. Throw me across the room. Like that kind of stuff going on. I'm looking forward to seeing him in something where he is just a through and through badass, a leader has abilities, of course, it's just running around with the assault rifles, crazy Borderlands weapons. Like, Roland was never depicted as anything but just one of the greatest leaders in Pandora. So I'm looking forward to seeing that representation. Yeah, Yeah. uh, what you're saying, like, it might work, like, in a a comedically with a, a person of, I guess, Kevin Hart's stature, playing a serious badass character like playing it straight might be the the comedic role for that character i see what you're saying i like i like where you're going there and just hit and like hitting them with them just sharp one-liners and yeah. stuff like that <laughs> just ultimately just kevin hart not being silly for a change 
Yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully he doesn't take it too far away from the source. But, you know, that remains to be seen. Alongside him will be none other than Kate Blanchett as Lilith. How do you feel about that, son? Uh, as we discussed in the pre-show, she played Hela in Store Ragnarok and was one of ended up being one of the best Marvel villains uh, in the uh, entire cinematic universe. Definitely and, one of the best actors in the entire cinematic universe, too. Yeah, and so you look at somebody like that, more like kind of on the level of like a Glenn Close, a Meryl Streep, where you're like they can play anything. I see her like sure. Why not? I, I feel like she can play anything. So it'd be like if they said Roland play, played by Denzel, it'd be like, all right, so they already got that role locked down. We don't have to worry about anything else. Um, having a Kate Blanchett in there, I think uh, playing off of Kevin, one playing off of Kevin Hart, but also just knowing that she can adapt to any situation. You know that that character is already secure as far as, uh, you know, she's not going to do a disservice to Lilith is what I'll say. Yeah. Seeing her play Hella was like, okay, she can play anything. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I did, I, watching that, I wasn't thinking, has she read a comic book in her life? All that matters is she got that character right, and that's all it should matter. When she was on the screen, that movie felt real. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, wasn't, I wasn't watching some person pretending to be a character. I was looking at, holy shit, she's about to fuck Chris Hemsworth and what, what is it, Thomas Middle, not Thomas Middleditch. What the fuck is his name? What's Loki's name? Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> it's like Thomas, like, Tom, Hiddleston. it's like Hitt- Tom Hiddleston or something. Hiddleston, like yeah, like Hiddleston, I believe it is. Yeah, I don't know. He's about to fuck. Yeah, there's like Middle Ditch and Hiddleston. <laughs> Cumberbatch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like very English names. Yeah. yeah. All three syllable. Syllables. <laughs> Yeah, man, she's going to bring that movie to life. But there are some people who think otherwise. We got Troll of the Week. Troll of the Week. Troll of the Week. So they're mostly reacting to Kevin. I think there might be somebody reacting to, to Kaden here. But we'll start with the first troll that says he should be Tiny Tina. <laughs> That's messed up. That is messed up. Next show says, how can anyone take him seriously when he's like 38 inches tall? The the Tiny Tina thing, sorry, going back, uh, reminds me of what was that thing that like Dave Chappelle, like he made like this observation. It's like, why do they always got to put black, black comedians in a, in a, in a dress (laughs) eventually? (laughs) It's like, they all like, what is it? Like Martin Lawrence, uh, Eddie Murphy, they all, they, they, they all ended up in a dress eventually. The Wayne's <laughs> brothers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did they get, did they get your boy Jaleel White? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he did uh, have Stefan. I don't know if he had other characters on that show. <laughs> Bill Bellamy probably did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Keep um, it going, man. Next troll. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> The reason being casting Kevin Hart as Roland. Next show says, I think he would be a better fit as a claptrap. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Not a bad, Not idea. A bad idea. It's a, it's like almost a little on the nose, and maybe that's why they decided not to go with it. Also, it's maybe you pay for Kevin Hart. You want to see Kevin Hart from yeah. a producer's perspective. So 
like let's not what is it do the vin diesel thing and <laughs> make him groot and only have like groot. one line yeah <laughs> exactly so it's like if you're paying for kevin hart you want kevin hart and so maybe they don't want him just to be a voice of a robot the thing is though that would have let him go in unrestrained as a comedian so he could have been silly and just gone off the rails because it just would have been claptrap which is exactly that character yeah eh, who knows Randy Pitcher is an executive producer, so maybe that has a little barrier. Let's not just do that. I don't know. Next Joe says, I think we all know this is going to suck. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it, and we don't even have like a trailer to go off of, so I'm not going to write it off immediately. I'm always looking for that one video game movie that's going to break the mold and really just break the curse of these types of films. I mean, Wreck-It Ralph was video game oriented, but, but it wasn't based on any particular video game. That was a good movie. I really liked that. I still need to see part two. I would love it is if they made this Borderlands movie and in the movie, if this was in the trailer, I'd be there day one watching the movie. Uh, he shot somebody and you saw numbers fly out of them. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, they have no- you can knock numbers out of, the- out of these people in a movie? All right, I'm in. I want to see what else they got going on. No, I think a way that they could get away with that is like if the sweat and the blood that flies off of people as they get beat up and shot, if the droplets were in the shape of numbers and wherever they splattered, they're in the shape of numbers. (laughs) Oh, that'd be be kind of awesome in a video game. Yeah, the blood stains are numbers. You can see, like, God damn, I'm not like seven hundred thousand points out this dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. I mean, what's gonna be awesome too is just seeing all the different types of guns because they have like just a ton of content to to pull from the source. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so they could just have like just so much fun with all the different makers of guns and the different types like oh my gun is out of ammo wait it's about to self-destruct gotta throw it at somebody like who knows what they could do (laughs) it'll be interesting to see who they cast as mad moxie (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that and uh i think the the woman from the catcher ride (laughs) the catcher ride uh i don't remember i think her name is ellie okay l or ellie moxie's daughter Runs catcher ride the the really big woman. Yeah. So that's gonna be interesting. <laughs> Next show says, Wow, whoever is in charge of casting for this movie is a crackhead. Kate Blanchett is twice as old in real life as her character is in the movie. Kevin Hart is half the height of his character. So most likely Andy Dick will be playing Brick. All right, first of all, an actor's age in real life has no bearing on their the character they're portraying. It's called movie magic, son. You put on some of that makeup, you do some of those visual effects, and suddenly Kate Blanchett is a eight-year-old English street urchin. That's the word of the day. Uh, Kevin being half the height. I mean, Tom Cruise is half a lot of people's height, and they make him look like he's the tallest man in the world. So movie magic can do a lot of things. They make Mark Ruffalo look like a giant green monster. So. Yeah, I feel like this is, and this is very different from a Sonic situation where everybody's played Sonic has an idea of how Sonic looks. Like even a general, the general public has an idea of how Sonic looks, and then all of a sudden you put out that gargoyle that they originally oh had. That was straight up a dude in a in a furry suit. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, you have that situation. And so I feel like, as I said, there, there, there are the hardcore Borderlands people, but this this movie isn't being made for them. Clearly, when they lead, when they when they step right out with like Kevin Hart and Kate Blanchett, they're making this for a more broad appealing audience. And so, yeah, it's they're they're gonna have the wink, wink, and a nod jokes, but it's not the. I feel like the Borderlands community isn't big enough for them to just make a movie solely for them and so they have to do they have to be a little more broad with it and that's why they're going with these characters i feel like if this movie portrays the action properly and they get the humor like the charm of the borderlands franchise down it'll direct a lot of people to the games who just never even heard of it they'll be like oh man this has been around this whole time It'll just it'll breathe new life into that franchise. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to seeing like what the what the product is going to start looking like, and I, I really hope it's just hyper violent. Do you have any Do you have any predictions for, or at least do you have any suggestions for Captain Jack? Um, handsome Jack. <laughs> handsome Jack, yeah. Handsome Jack. Who could be handsome Jack? <laughs> Uh, no, it's. I mean, damn, a young Val Kilmer would have killed that. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been amazing. Yeah, I can't think of anybody now. Like, I don't think Ryan Gosling has that kind of character. I, I was going with a uh, homeboy who played Purple Man on Jessica Jones. He was also. Uh, I never watched was, Jessica Jones. Uh, he was one of the Doctor Who's. I'm trying to remember his name, but he was he was great. Um, yeah, he would he would be my handsome my handsome Jack, but I can't remember his goddamn name right now. Not my handsome Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next troll says, just wait until Jack Black gets announced as Simon Belmont in the live action Castlevania movie. Stunning. Brave. <laughs> <laughs> Might work. <are> you... <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Might work. He was also in Jumanji as well. <laughs> And he did great playing as a teenage girl. <laughs> so there goes your Kate Blanchett complaints. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. it's And going back to Jumanji 2, just real quick, I wasn't a fan of, like, the old person angle of the movie, but I'm an Aquafina fan, so that kept me in there. Uh, yeah, wait until Jack Black is announced as Simon Belmont. This also illuminates another point about video game movies I feel is instrumental in their continued failure. If you get the video game part right, then the movie part kind of takes care of itself. So you could have a Jack Black as a Simon Belmont as long as you get the Castlevania stuff right. If he's, if he's doing like authentic, real Castlevania stuff, then you got yourself your comedy. You got your Jack Black. Like, it's Jack Black, but just whooping ass and throwing holy water and talking shit to vampires. That's amazing. You know who could be a handsome Jack? I'm going to throw out Ryan Reynolds. I think he might be able to float it off. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of that name. Yeah. He'd be good. He'd be a good handsome Jack. He'd be awesome because he has all that Deadpool experience. Yeah. Handsome Jack is in that vein. Yeah. Next troll says, every single part of this sounds horrendous. Well, son, you need to get some Q-tips, clean your shit up. Next troll says, Kevin Hart is the most overrated actor comedian of all time. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. 
next troll says, LOL, dumb. This is why I don't even watch movies or TV anymore. So, so what do you do with yourself? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sitting on message boards, finding shit to be mad about. <laughs> what if you made all of your, your life decisions this way? Like the moment something you don't like happens in a particular medium, you just damn the whole medium together yeah it's like like you didn't like you didn't like the release of cyberpunk so you just stopped playing video games forever i didn't like when lebron james went to miami so i don't watch sports anymore i'm done with basketball no i'm done with sports yeah (laughs) all sports i won't set myself up for that kind of shit anymore yeah next show says breaking news peter dinklage will be cast as brick Morgan Freeman will play Tiny Tina, and Daniel Day-Lewis will play Claptrap. Daniel Day-Lewis can play anybody. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people understand how acting works. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter who it is, as long as they can act like who they're supposed to be as well as possible. And if that's Daniel Day-Lewis... Then it's Daniel fucking Day Lewis. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, well, Andy. Well, well, well handsome Jack. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take these badunka dunks and put some onions on them. <laughs> we're gonna make our pizza. Oh. Last show says, Oh wow. Sounds awful. I hate it so much already. You hate the idea of what you think these decisions would yield. You don't hate something that hasn't been made yet. <laughs> you can a trailer. Exactly. You don't know if you hate it. <laughs> you just you just hate information and ideas right now. <laughs> and that's just silly. I mean, I don't even I don't even have anything for these trolls, man. It's just, it's a lot of preemptive hate based off nothing. Like it's just interesting to see the way that the film is going to take shape, but we haven't even seen anything tangible yet. So let's all just simmer down, see what comes down the pipeline. For all we know, we might get the first like truly great video game game or video game movie, <laughs> video game game. Oh, damn! What if somebody made video game the game? Oh, it's just it's just gamey as shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's er- everything in the game is a gameplay mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's ideally what I want games to be anyway, where you can interact with everything in some meaningful way. Like, yeah, there there's a building. You can open the windows. The doors open. People work there. The plants die. There's a cafeteria. They serve different shit on different days at different times. <laughs> and what makes it a game as game is there are a ton of activities, and each activity has a mini game within it. <laughs> like that's that's what it's a video video game as video game <laughs> specifically tailored toward that activity. Yeah. <laughs> Like it, shit, just going out of your house. There's a key. There's a keys mini game. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta pick the right key for the right lock. You gotta turn it in the right direction. You gotta turn it far enough with the stick. You gotta wait for yeah, wait for the lock to vibrate <laughs> as you're turning it. 
you got, you got lock the deadbolts that <laughs> yeah. that increases your your defense from home invasions. Yeah. <laughs> There's a home invasion mini game once you install the ring camera system. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm about to snitch on this motherfucker, right? Oh <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, awesome. You got anything for these trolls? Uh, no, I got nothing else. They do. Yeah, they don't deserve nothing else. <laughs> Get the step in. Get the step in. Uh, you know, let's move into the quick, quick hits phase of the show. Oh man, it's actually, quick hits. you got a, you got a big one still. You know, what, let's let's do that first. Which one? PlayStation Plus. Yeah, let's let's hit that one before we do the quick hits. Yeah. Games from February. What you got? Oh, you want to know what I got? First game I got is Destruction All Stars. Yes, we knew this was coming, and yeah. It's uh, they put out a state of play. How was your hype level at with uh, Destruction All Stars? Zero. <laughs> but no, I mean I'm gonna be paying attention to the chatter. Like just because I'm not hyped for something doesn't mean I can't get hyped for it at a later point. It's just that this, you know, it's uh, it, I, that brings me at odds with the feeling where oh, I'm not interested in it, so I'll never be interested in a crowd. <laughs> or it's like, I'm not interested, so it's a bad game. <laughs> yeah, like, you know how people just render decisions about everything at one point in time, and then that's what they stick with. Like, oh, game looks trash, pass. It's like, it's not how it works, dude. Just let it come out, look at some videos, see what people are saying about it. Like, oh, it's not what it looks like. There's been a lot of that lately. And Give shit a chance. But yeah, Destruction All-Stars, game number one. Game number two, Concrete Genie. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for a rapper to go by that name. Concrete Genie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a game, uh, you know, it's it's off my radar. Like it's It's been out. It's a PS4 game, obviously. Um, but awesome free game I, I would definitely give it a shot like it, like where i'm at with like these two games is games that i'm i wasn't looking forward to like buying possibly in a sale or just picking up down the line but um there are definitely games i will add to my library and if not hey it might be a game concrete genie especially might be a game i might play with theo at some point when he's aware oh, of what God. what video games are um right. so, yeah. are you gonna are you gonna get him the psvr the PSVR, possibly, man. Uh, my had niece a, had a baby in a virtual world. <laughs> yeah, my niece got uh, the Oculus Quest, and we were playing Beat Saber, and I was like, "Damn, this thing is actually pretty dope." <laughs> so, <laughs> if uh, wherever we're at with the PS5, and if they have a new headset console, that might definitely be a, a family style of gaming. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, Concrete Genie, where are you at with that one? Looks pretty dope. Heard good things about it. I'm not interested at all. Do like the art style. Do like the presentation. So nothing but good things to say about it based on what I know, which is very little. Last game. PS Plus, February 2021. Free games. Control Ultimate Edition. What? Uh, what? Uh. <laughs> yeah, man. This is this is an interesting one. This is the one that yeah. pushed the PS Plus games over the top for this month because yeah. you know, not too happy about the way Five Hundred Five Games and Remedy 
decided to handle the, the next-gen upgrades for Control, which was making them available by purchasing this Ultimate Edition, which is a whole new edition of the game that includes a DLC, which is different than the launch version of the game, which gets no free upgrade. So, you know, a little, little salty there. Told myself I'm not paying more than 10 bucks for this game. And sure enough, it was recently on sale for 20 So I was like, rubbing my hands together saying soon <laughs> but then now it's free on ps plus so i will be downloading that uh a bit of news with that game in particular is that your saves do not transfer from one generation to the next so playing control ultimate edition on ps5 you're going to be starting from scratch i don't have a problem with that because i platinum control on ps4 it is Definitely my second favorite game of 2019 behind Sekiro, but it's definitely one of my favorite games of all time, also behind Sekiro. And yeah, man, uh, I'm going to play it all over again. I'm going to be loving the, the advantages the hardware provides, such as the stable frame rate, which is something that the game has caught a lot of shit for since it came out, especially on the base PS4. So playing on PS5 is probably going to be butter. So yeah. many particles. So many particles. Oh, that smooth destruction. I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah. the, the, you know, most of the time I get it on PS on the PS Pro, PS4 Pro, and it looks great, but just on PS5, knowing that at any given time, it's not the frame rate's not gonna dip. <laughs> That's just gonna be a big deal. That world is gonna come alive. So I recommend if you haven't played control if you wrote it off because oh it just looks like get control give it a few hours see how you like it because it's definitely one of my favorite games of all time amc how do you feel about this lineup of titles for ps plus in february 2020 i I would like to say motherfuckers can't complain for the next couple months after this launch lineup um but yeah uh People are going to complain. I think this is easily one of the best collections of games. All three are games that I could play. Um, it's just, yeah, I like none of the games were directly on my radar as far as things that I need to buy. But if you're going to give them to me, I'm definitely hopping all over that. Uh, mm-hmm. Concrete Genie, um, that was already a game that, like, you know, had my interest. It was just not one that I was going to put aside put another game aside to go ahead and play with the limited time I have the game. Um, Destruction All-Stars. I watched a little bit of the state of play. I've seen gameplay of it, and it looks like a game that's fun. You know, Fall Guys, the success of Fall Guys, that was a game that I saw on PS Plus, and even with the success, I was like, ah, you know what? Don't need that in my life. Didn't even add it to my library. Destruction All-Stars, I will definitely be adding it to my library, even though I don't have a PS5, just based on the fact that if it... If I do end up hearing that, you know, people are loving this game, it's something that I can just hop on and quickly play like every now and then. Um, And then, yeah, Control is a game that I knew that I would want to play eventually at some point, like I guarantee would want to play. And I'm always considering what are the first games that I want to play when I get a PS5. And right now, the leader of the pack had been um, Cyberpunk 2077, but 
knowing that I, I'll have Control Ultimate <laughs> Edition when I get a PS5, that might be the game that I end up launching with the console because uh, to see how that game runs and the, I already know how it looks just based on some of the the gameplay. Just watching some of your gameplay, um, I know what to expect. And so, yeah, that's a that's a game that I for sure would love to play when I got my PS5. He's single playing that Ultimate Edition. He bought it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's playing it on PS5 and he was he's like it's not what I thought it was I was like yeah you thought it was going to be survival horror didn't you <laughs> did you say that um, if they were going to give refunds to the people who bought it uh, right. I believe they were so okay. you know if you bought it on sale see if you can get your little refund even though you know it hit a price point you were willing to pay and you wanted it so (laughs) be trying to get your money back for for a legit business transaction but a game you got at a discount already as it is yeah do you (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is a solid mode for ps plus i will be getting the control ultimate edition just to ensure that i have it on ps5 so when i eventually get a ps5 I'll get that. Uh, I'll go ahead and get Destruction All-Stars. Going to skip on Concrete Genie. This is a good month. I think I also added like the PS5 version of Maneater from last month. Yep. Uh, was it Tomb Raider was also there last month? Added Shadow of the Tomb Raider, so I'm going to be playing that at some point. Forgot. Dang, I'm finishing off trilogies. Yeah, I mean, this is we're starting to see the benefit of backwards compatibility with the ps5 like it was already given like oh shit my library will transfer over but there was just yeah all these ps3 games that i just didn't even look at when they would announce um the ps plus lineup and now they have all these great ps4 games that will possibly look better when you end up playing them on the ps5 so it's like getting a ps5 game in essence um at least until we start seeing whatever that next level gameplay really looks like uh so yeah like I, I feel like the next couple of months should be pretty good as far as at least like always having a game that's worthy of being played because of the options that they have with the PS4 titles. And you know, that brings up an interesting point. This has been a great show for interesting points is you also see how the selection for PS plus is sort of staggered from the selection on the consoles themselves over time because like we're at the end of the PS4 generation, we just had a glut of great games over the past like year or two, maybe even three, probably three. And it's just now we're at the beginning of the next generation. There aren't this, there aren't a whole lot of games that really take advantage of the the properties of these new consoles. They are running the last gen games better and getting you know PS5 patches for certain games. So this is the point where PS Plus has that last rush of great games to dig through and try to find stuff that they can offer people for free. So, you know, the beginning of this generation is getting us titles from the ending of last generation. And then once we get further into this generation, it's probably going to get a little skimpy unless some great stuff is coming out along the way. And then as things heat back up, then PS Plus will heat back up. Mm-hmm. Yes, you said we got the quick hits. We already did. We did the Hitman. I think I think you have something Lara Croft related. Yes, sir. We got Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, the anime series, 
So a Tomb Raider anime series is in development at Netflix and will be set after the events of Crystal Dynamics' most recent trilogy of games. So, um, yeah, uh, we've seen Castlevania completely kick ass on Netflix. And I love the idea of we're not just getting a a Tomb Raider animated series. We're getting a Tomb Raider anime series mm-hmm. so you know law cross gonna be looking fly as hell um, i'll be looking fly as hell the <laughs> moves are gonna be perfectly timed and choreographed and the action's probably gonna be off the wall like it's uh, it's not easy to animate anything but you know you're really getting something when it's anime <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's a difference between animation and anime, and yeah. anime is just another yeah, level. Everything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a that's that's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see what's happening there. Uh, they said that there hasn't been any word of uh, what's her name, like Ludwig Ludington. I don't know what her name is, but the Camilla Ludington. Yeah, Camilla Ludington. If she'll be the voice actor for it, I don't think it will matter. But yeah, that's uh, something to look forward to. Um, you another quick hit I got a dub Xbox Game Pass hit 18 million subscribers. Microsoft has announced this is by way of Eurogamer. Microsoft has announced a new total of 18 million monthly subscribers to Xbox Game Pass. It means Microsoft's subscription service has grown by a net total of 3 million users, up from 15 million in September 2020. So, yeah, that, that service continues to grow as we saw they tried to increase. Yeah, we saw that not only Robinhood was on some bullshit, but Microsoft was on some <laughs> bullshit <laughs> when they tried to increase the price of Xbox Live Gold. Some of the speculation being to funnel people over to Xbox Game Pass, and we see that that service continues to grow. Uh, do you have any uh, quick hits, A-Dub? Mm, nah, I think I'm good. Uh, in case anybody was wondering, I believe we told you about the first big January patch for Cyberpunk and how that introduced a game-breaking bug to the game, you'll be happy to know that <laughs> there is an update <laughs> that now fixes the bug. And yeah, you should be able to play it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, The Division 2 is getting the next-gen upgrade next week. Yeah, you get that 60 frames. <laughs> oh, man. Let's get these details real quick. Yep. 4K res, 60 frames per second. Oh, man. <laughs> man, it, oh, my goodness. The Division 2 with better load times is going to be an unending, just glorious shooting gallery. Yeah. <laughs> Great game. Great cover shooter. So I'm looking forward to Borderlands 3. I'm looking forward to Division 2. I'm looking forward to Control. <laughs> <laughs> on PS5 jeez I'm so pumped yes. yeah, that's great news that one got me that's a quick hit out of left field AMC you got any other quick hits I got no more you got any other stories A-Dub uh, just a quick rest in peace to actress Jeanette Mouse. Uh, she passed she was 39 years old she played one of the vampires in Resident Evil 8 Village so oh. that was very unfortunate oh that's a bummer yeah, but you know it. That'll definitely put that game into a whole other light, knowing <laughs> somebody passed. Yeah, watching yeah. their performance. Yeah, exactly. They won't be sitting there complaining about 
the female vampire. Like, uh, she looks she she looks like how I don't want her to look. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's that's all I got. All right, you got any final words, A Dev? Final words. I mean, things are crazy right now. Make sure you take measured risks. You know, try to take advantage where you can. Just don't overextend <laughs> yourself. Mess around and tear yourself in half. So you know, take it easy. Diversify your bonds. <laughs> look, look before you leap, and then diversify your bonds. Let's <laughs> <laughs> control issues. I am the AMC. Control the shoes! <laughs>